In this episode, we'll be doing a zero downtime rolling website deployment across a cluster of Nginx nodes sitting behind an HA proxy load balancer. We'll be using Ansible to orchestrate the deployment in a repeatable and consistent way. I think this will be a fitting conclusion to our look at Ansible, as it not only mimics what you might do in real life, but it also leverages what we've learned throughout this episode series. Before we dive in, let's quickly review what this episode series is about. In part 1, episode 43, we looked at what Ansible is at a high level, basically a comparison of doing things manually versus using configuration management. Part 2, episode 45, served as a bit of an Ansible crash course where we used both ad hoc commands and playbooks to deploy packages, configuration files, and restart services. Then in part 3, episode 46, is where we built out our Vagrant environment even more to support a load balance web cluster. Finally, in part 4 of this episode, we're going to close out the series by trying our hand at multiple zero downtime rolling website deployments across our cluster of web nodes. We're going to be picking up from where we left off in part 3, that being that we have a Vagrant environment outfitted with an HA proxy load balancer, backed by 6 Nginx web servers. Then we used our web browser to connect into the Vagrant environment and watched as our requests went through the load balancer and were serviced by the backend web servers. So what's the point of this episode, and what's the problem we're trying to solve, and what does a zero downtime rolling software deployment actually mean? Well, for the sake of this episode, and the examples in it, it boils down to continually servicing live traffic while updating web nodes one by one, all without having any noticeable downtime or drop connections. So with that in mind, let's model how we might go about doing one of these rolling software deployments. Let's jump over to a text editor and mock up how we might go about doing one of these at a high level. And as you can see, I've already have some basic tasks in here. For each node that we want to update, we can verify that the Nginx server is installed and that we have the correct configuration file. These steps are not required for a deployment, but it just makes sense to ensure our hosting environment is in a sane state and that it conforms to our known good requirements. Then we'll go ahead and remove the existing website, then deploy our new website, and finally restart Nginx if needed. Now if we just ran something like this, users would notice downtime because we've not removed live traffic from going to these machines via the load balancer. So we need some type of pre-task where we can tell the load balancer to put this web server into maintenance mode so that we can temporarily disable traffic from going to it while it's getting upgraded. With that in mind, let's add a block up here that says a pre-task will be to disable the web node in HAProxy. So we have our pre-task up here where we disable traffic, then down here we upgrade the node using our various tasks, and finally we need some type of post-task which will enable traffic to this node again by taking it out of maintenance mode and putting it back into production. So this is a rolling zero downtime pattern at a high level. We just use a pre-task to disable traffic, do the upgrade while no requests are being serviced, and then we enable traffic again. Finally we just take this pattern and loop over all the web servers one by one. And the result is a fancy rolling zero downtime deployment script. I've actually had to do this a few times without using an orchestration tool. And as you can imagine, there's just tons of little tasks that need to be done, and it's extremely easy to miss something. Then you have these unknown configuration errors popping up all over the place because you missed a step. This turns into a total nightmare, and you don't want to do frequent deployments just because it's so painful, and you run a high risk of blowing something up along the way. Because these deployments can be so tedious and time intensive. This is where Ansible can come to the rescue, in that we can use an orchestration tool to manage these complex zero downtime rolling software deployments for us. I thought it might make sense to model how a rolling deployment works behind the scenes via some diagrams, because even though it's pretty simple at heart, there is some complex task orchestration happening. So we'll start out just like we did in part 3 of this episode series, with our load balancer accepting requests and forwarding them to our web servers. In the background, we'll trigger an Ansible rolling software deployment. 
Our pre-task will notify the load balancer by refreshing the configuration to mark Web1 offline. You can see here this little beige or orange box denotes that Web1 is in maintenance mode. While Ansible is in the background upgrading Web1, you can see our load balancer is still happily serving requests. You'll also notice since Web1 is in maintenance mode, the load balancer routes around it. At this point, Ansible is done upgrading Web1, so it notifies the load balancer to mark it back online. Now that Web1's done, Ansible notifies the load balancer that it should put Web2 into maintenance mode. At this point, you can see that Ansible jumps from Web1 to Web3, routing around Web2, which is in maintenance mode. Ansible finishes with Web2, so it notifies the load balancer to mark it back online. Then Ansible notifies the load balancer that, hey, it wants to do Web3, so it puts it into maintenance mode. And then Web3 gets updated. So you kind of get the idea of the orchestration that's happening behind the scenes. If you were to try to do this manually, it would be quite intensive and tedious work to get this done. And the problem is compounded by the amount of nodes that you need to upgrade. I'm just going to speed up the rest of the animation here as you likely get the idea of what's going on. And you can watch as Web 4, Web 5, and Web 6 are all upgraded. Okay, so now that you know what the problem looks like and how we want to go about solving it, let's jump over to the command line and actually make it happen. As I said a couple minutes ago, we're going to pick up from where we left off in part 3 of this series. So let's just change into the E45 project directory. And you can see we have our vagrant file, bootstrap script, and example directory. We can check the environment state by running vagrant status. And we have our 8 virtual machines up and running. If none of this looks familiar, then make sure you watch parts 2 and 3 as we dive pretty deep in how to get this created. Let's log into the management node by running vagrant ssh mgmt. Kind of a good byproduct of learning about Ansible in this virtual environment is that we get lots of practical experience with Vagrant too. The majority of these files should already look familiar as we've worked through the bulk of them. But today we're going to focus on the E47 playbooks, which will help us flesh out how rolling deployments work under the hood. Just to make sure we're on the same page, I thought it might make sense to run the E46 site playbook again. This will configure our load balanced web cluster to a known good state. My thinking is that you might have been playing around with the environment in part 3, so I wanted to make sure we're working from the same starting point. So let's run Ansible Playbook E46 Site. We can verify this is all up and running by opening up a web browser and connecting to localhost 8080. You can see our example website here from episode 46. And if we hit refresh a few times, we cycle through the web nodes. Let's also open up a second tab here and connect into the HAProxy's load balancer statistics page. You can see our six nodes here, and they've each served one request. We went through this pretty quickly, but I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page so that you can reproduce the results if you want to follow along. One of the key things that makes rolling deployments possible is running tasks in a series workflow rather than a parallel workflow. Up until this point, all of the examples throughout this episode series have focused on running things in parallel. So before we look at doing a website deployment with Ansible, I wanted to make sure the difference between parallel task execution and serial task execution is crystal clear. We have two example playbooks here, the E47 parallel playbook along with the E47 serial playbook. Let's just cat the E47 parallel playbook and you should recognize pretty much everything in here as we've heavily covered these basic concepts. We're targeting all hosts, turning off fact gathering, then down here we have one task defined and it will connect to the remote host using the shell module and sleep for 5 seconds. Probably the best way to describe the difference between parallel and serial task execution is through the use of a few diagrams as I really like getting a visual sense of what's happening behind the scenes. This is a super simple concept but the implication is pretty big, especially when you do rolling deployments. This diagram likely looks familiar as I've heavily used it throughout the series. 
So when we run the E47 parallel playbook from the management node, we're connecting out to all of these nodes in parallel and sleeping for 5 seconds before returning. Now that you know what this looks like, let's head to the command line and actually run it against our clients to see it in action. We can run Ansible playbook E47 parallel. Actually, let's prefix this with a time command just to get a sense for how long it takes to complete. What's interesting about this is that it takes around 13 seconds to complete even though we're connecting to these nodes in parallel and sleeping for 5 seconds. So this brings up an interesting Ansible default. So let's jump over to the Ansible documentation site for a second and you can find contained within the configuration files option this forks define. This fork option acts as a bit of a rate limiter for the number of parallel jobs that you can spawn at one time and it just so happens to be set extremely low at 5. So we actually bumped up against this rate limit while doing our testing and it was really noticeable because our time task should have taken just a little over 5 seconds but was taking more than 10. And the reason for that is because we hit this fork limit. Let's bump this extremely conservative rate limit up to a more reasonable value by running vi against our local ansible.config file. And we can just add the lines down here. Forks equals 15. This will allow us to run 15 parallel jobs at once. Even this number is conservative, but at least it works for examples. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's rerun Ansible Playbook E47 Parallel. It seemed to go a little quicker, and you can see we're now way below 10 seconds. This includes some SSH connection overhead too. We can rerun it, and you can see that we're really close to 5 seconds now. We kind of went off on a tangent here, but if you're new to Ansible and you're trying to do things in parallel, you're almost certainly going to run up against this rate limit, so I thought it was worth spending a couple minutes on it. One of the key pieces to the rolling update puzzle is the ability to run tasks in a serial manner, one after another, rather than in parallel. To learn more about this, let's jump over to the Delegation, Rolling Update, and Local Actions documentation page. This page is packed with useful guidance on how to do rolling updates. But we're just going to look at this rolling update batch size heading here. And we can see this serial keyword option. This allows us to define the number of machines that we want to connect to at a time, rather than everything in parallel. And we can narrow it down to one at a time, several at a time, or a percentage like 30% of the machines at a time, for example. This will likely make much more sense if we just look at an example of it in action. So let's hop back to the command line for a minute. I'm just going to cat the E47 parallel playbook so that we have something to compare against. Then let's cat the E47 serial playbook. The only difference between these two playbooks is this single serial option, but it has a dramatic effect on how things are run. Here are a few diagrams which model how it works behind the scenes. So when we run the E47 serial playbook from the management node, it'll first connect to web 1, sleep for 5 seconds, disconnect, then move on to web 2. When web 2 is done, it'll move on to web 3. This behavior closely models what the rolling software deployment looks like when we looked at the example earlier after web 3, web 4, and so on. Let's jump back to the command line and see this in action by running Ansible Playbook E47 Serial. You can already see the output looks much different in that we're running one task at a time compared to doing everything in parallel, which is the default option. I'm just going to speed this up a little as it's not worth waiting around for. And you can already see the time difference is pretty huge. We can just rerun this for dramatic effect and I've sped it up again. And the final result is pretty obvious to see. When we ran the E47 parallel playbook, it was getting pretty close to 5 seconds. Whereas when we run the E47 serial playbook, it clocks in around 36 seconds. So even though the end result is similar in that we connected to each node and slept for 5 seconds, task execution was orchestrated much differently due to the serial option being set.
Let's take a look at that text file again where we mocked up how a rolling deployment would actually happen if we did it manually. So we have this task section pretty much figured out in that we know how to do rolling upgrades using the serial option. But what about these pre and post tasks where we turn off traffic at the load balancer, do the upgrade, and then turn it back on again after it's complete? Well, there is an Ansible documentation page for that too called Continuous Delivery and Rolling Upgrades. This page is actually where I got the idea for this episode. And the documentation goes into a crazy amount of detail for making these rolling deployments a reality. So if you're interested in this type of thing, I highly suggest reading this page too. If you scroll about three quarters of the way down, there is this code block which talks about how we can define pre-tasks. This is actually baked right into the Ansible playbook logic, so we don't need to do any special hacks. We just define the pre-task section. And then a little farther down this page, it talks about how post-tasks are defined. So we can just utilize these playbook options and should be able to do exactly what we want to. In that we have our pre-task to disable traffic, we do the upgrade, and then we enable traffic via the post-task. Let's head back to the command line and actually see what this E47 rolling zero downtime deployment playbook looks like. I think at this point we have most of the problems figured out. We know the differences between serial and parallel task execution. We know how these pre and post tasks work. So let's open up the E47 playbook and see what the final product actually looks like. If you're going to do this in real life, then I highly suggest you break the playbook into roles, just to minimize the amount of text in here. But for the sake of having everything in one place, I've left this in one large monolithic file. By the way, this is actually just the E46 site playbook adapted for rolling updates, so most of the bits in here will look really familiar. The first play here targets all nodes and installs git, which will be used to pull out our website content from a repository I've set up for this episode. Next we have the web play, but we'll come back to that in a second as we're going to spend most of our time reviewing that. The last play here targets our load balancer, and this is the exact same setup we used in the E46 site playbook, so you should already have a good understanding of what's happening here. So now that you have a general idea of what the main blocks of code are in here, let's focus our attention on the web play, as that's where all the interesting bits for the rolling deployment are located. We have most of the standard bits here in that we're targeting all nodes in the web group, we're using sudo to run commands, then down here we've defined a custom variable or fact, which specifies the website version we want to deploy, but I'll talk more about that in a minute. Finally, we've defined that we want to execute things in a serial manner, one node at a time, versus using parallel execution. Here we have our pre-task block, so that each node we update, this pre-task block will go first. Let's work through what's happening here. We define a task name, then we define the task action. So we're using the shell module to echo this string of text, piping it over to the socket cat command, which lets the load balancer know to put this node into maintenance mode. This is highly specific to HAProxy, but the load balancer can be configured to listen on a local socket, and then we pass the load balancer commands just by echoing things into it. So we're sending this disable server command and specify which server we want to disable based off this Ansible hostname fact. Finally, we use this Ansible delegate keyword, which allows us to specify a node we want to run this command on. And since we're in the web play targeting all web nodes, we need to delegate this over to the load balancer. And this is what this items line here does. So we're saying for any nodes in the load balancer group, delegate this command to them. It might make sense to go and run these pre and post commands manually over on the load balancer after we review the playbook, just so that you have an idea of how this automation actually works. Next we have the task section here, where we make sure the nginx package is installed, deploy our nginx server config and default site configuration files. The chances are this has already been done, but it doesn't hurt to make sure everything is consistent. 
This next option is a little extreme, but I wanted to show you that we're totally blowing away all website content. Then down here we populate the website content via git pull from GitHub. I thought it might make sense to mimic pulling a website out of version control. And you can see here that we're even specifying the version that we want to deploy based off a custom fact we defined earlier. If we scroll up here, you can see that we're setting the app version to release 0.01. And I've tagged several example website versions on my public GitHub page. Let's jump over to GitHub and check out this link. In the repository, we have a readme, an index.html file, and a CSS stylesheet. So when the playbook website deployment task is executed, it will use the git module to pull the website content from my repository. If you click on the releases heading here, you can see that there's three releases, release 0.01, 0.2, and 0.3. These are different websites that I've put together that we can test out during our three rolling deployments in the latter part of this episode. So this is how the website deployment bit works. Let's jump back to the playbook and see how the post task works. This is basically just the pre-task, but in reverse. As you would expect, since we already marked the node offline via the pre-task, updated the website using our main task block, and finally down here, we re-enable the node. As you can see, there's nothing too crazy in here, and it actually pretty much mimics what we do manually, but just convert it into a format that Ansible can orchestrate for us. So with the playbook out of the way, let's investigate how maintenance modes works with HAProxy. Let's open up a web browser and jump over to the load balancer statistics page. You can see here that all six web servers are up and in an active state based off their color coding. Let's go back to the command line and log into the load balancer manually, where we can disable a couple web servers using the commands from our playbook. And this will hopefully give you a good feeling for how this all comes together. Let's just run SSH from the management node into the load balancer. From here, we can sudo to root by running sudo su dash. Then I'm just going to copy the command from the playbook. You'll notice here that I copied over this Ansible fact, so we're just going to assume this is web 1. Oh yeah, this episode 46 bit comes from the haproxy configuration file, where we defined our backend web servers. And you can also see it over on the statistics page, uh, right here. Okay, so as you can see, web 1 has been put into a maintenance state, and this means that no traffic will be sent its way. Let's jump back to the command line and also do web 2, just so that you can see what it looks like. And if we go back to the browser and refresh the page, you can see that both web 1 and web 2 are down in maintenance mode. So our rolling deployment playbook will mark nodes offline one by one, update the website content, then mark them back online. Since we're doing these one at a time, there's always available nodes in the pool to service incoming requests. So there'll be no noticeable downtime from a user's perspective. Let's enable these nodes again by running the enable server command for both web 1 and web 2. And we can verify it's all actually up and running by checking the statistics page again. At this point, I think we have a handle on everything, and we've learned a lot about the workflow of what a rolling deployment would actually look like. So let's run the zero downtime website deployment by typing Ansible Playbook E47 Rolling. What I find so cool about this is that it does a complete rolling zero downtime deployment in about 40 seconds on my system. And if I were to do this manually, I could see myself easily spending about an hour or more. Let's scroll up here and work through the tasks we executed on web 1 for example. It will be the same on all nodes, but it gives you a pretty good idea of the overall task being performed. First we disable the web server in HAProxy so that no new traffic will be directed its way. Next we make sure the web server is installed, has the correct server configuration file along with the default site file. Then we delete the existing website and have our website deployment step connect out to GitHub where it pulls down the release version we defined. Finally, we enable the web server in HAProxy so that it can handle new connections. 
Then it moves on to Web 2. These simple scripts will save you many, many hours of manual work if you need to do something similar. The practical application goes far beyond website updates too. Maybe you could do rolling patch deployments or rolling application upgrades. The sky's really the limit once you know this tool exists. Let's jump over to the browser and have a look at the website. You can see up here that we have our E47 version 1 website. And I pulled this example template off the Bootstrap Frameworks website. As always, I've linked to all these sites in the episode notes below. And if you ever find yourself needing to create a half-decent looking website, the Bootstrap Framework can be a fantastic resource. We can also check out the Load Balancer's statistics page too, just to verify everything is online and in an active state. Okay, so I thought it would be kind of cool to do a deployment while hitting refresh on the Load Balancer's statistics page, so that we can watch Ansible mark nodes offline and then back online, as it does the rolling upgrade. Not really any practical reason for this, it just gives you a sense of how this tool works in the background. So let's jump back to the command line and make it happen. Let's open up the E47 rolling playbook in an editor so that we can adjust the app release version from 0.01 to 0.02. This will allow us to deploy our second revision of our fancy website design. We actually need to make one more tweak in here, because I made a mistake using the rm command to delete our website content, since it doesn't clean up the files correctly as we use git to deploy the new website content. This is a bit of a pain, since I've already released the supporting materials for part 2 and 3 of this series, so we need to do a bit of a live patch here. I've updated the supporting material downloads too, so you might already have this fix. But if not, we are going to replace the rm command with an Ansible file module which deletes the content for us correctly. Sorry about this. Okay, so let's run Ansible Playbook E47 rolling again. Then quickly hop over to our HAProxy statistics page and start hitting refresh. Pretty cool, right? We see Web1 goes down for maintenance, then comes back. Web2 goes down, then comes back, and so on. There's just something about this that I find so cool. Not only do these rolling upgrades save us so much time, but they also reduce the human error factor greatly, as you're not doing each of these manual steps via some checklist. Okay, so let's switch over to the website tab and hit refresh a few times and you can see our latest design change. Well, I just wanted to show you one final diagram and then we can close out this series. You might be thinking, hey, there's a third website to be released. Well, I'll leave that as homework for you if you're interested. I thought what we'd do here is kind of model how the rolling deployment happens. Chances are you already heavily understand this, but I think it just goes to drive the point home. So when we do the first deployment, we're connecting through SSH in our pre-task and it hits the load balancer. So it's marking that node offline. We see web1 marked offline up here, then it disconnect. Now we'll connect out to web1 and you can see our task here. Then when we're happy with that, we disconnect. In the post-task, we connect out to the load balancer again, update the config and mark web1 back online. So I'm just going to speed this animation up to a fairly good clip so that you can see Ansible doing the orchestration for us and how much manual work would be involved if we were to try to do this on our own. For me, these demos and diagrams speak to the power of using Ansible to manage change, both configuration management and as an orchestration tool. So where can you go from here? Well, you can find additional links in the episode notes below, but I recommend checking out the Ansible example playbooks hosted on GitHub, as they're pretty fun to work through. Also, I highly recommend checking out Ansible Galaxy, where you can explore playbooks created by the community. It's an absolutely fantastic resource and will likely save you tons of time. I also recommend checking out GitHub as it's a really good resource, and I just use the code search option and type in Ansible. Finally, if you decide to go crazy with Ansible, I highly suggest checking out the repository used by the Fedora project. 
You can just download their production playbooks and get a feeling for what a real live environment looks like. There's lots to be learned from reviewing the structure of their code, how they abstract things, and I think it gives you a sense of what's possible with Ansible. Alright, that concludes this episode. Thanks for watching. If you would like to get notified about future episodes, please subscribe to my mailing list. You can do this by going to the Get Notified link in the header and entering your email address. Have questions, comments, or concerns about this episode? What about episode ideas? I'd love to hear your feedback, either good or bad. Shoot me an email, justin at sysadmincasts.com.